Yesterday we just said that the concept of the Mishkan is related to Yaakov Avinu. And this was, I walked out, I was thinking another source of this. It says Yaakov Avinu was the one who called the base Elohim. Remember when he had that, that night, he said, Ein Zeh, he woke up in the morning and said, Ma'amnoira hamokam hazeh, Ein Zeh ki im base Elohim. Yaakov was the one who was says Sukkot, those connected to Mishkan, those connected Yaakov Avinu. That's Sukkot represents the Mishkan also, and that's Yaakov. It says Yaakov Nosa Sukkot. It says the Yom Tov Sukkot corresponds to Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is the Av of the Golos. The challenge in the Golas, it's interesting, Yaakov Avinu was Misak and Mairiv. Mairiv is not a Chayva. Shachris was by Avram, that's a Chayva. Yitzchok was Misak and Mincha, that's a Chayva. Shachris was Apshin. Mairiv. So the Velt thinks. The Delt makes a mistake and thinks that since Myriv is optional, it's on a less Madriga. That's so important, it's only Myriv. It's just the opposite. It's more, more, the more Hashem. Why is that? Because the Myla of Myriv is Benedivus. It has to be that I want to die for Myriv. That's where the value of Myriv is. Shachris, you have to have a Shachris. Avram Avinu said, Shachris Hashem is the other. Yitzhak represents Avoida. Those are must. Those, there's no, there's no, that's not, those are an option. But the Shtaiging, having a Kodesh Baruch in your life, in the Golos, in the darkness, the whole challenge of the nighttime, of the Goloses, to in spite of the fact that I'm out of my bias, to this fact, despite of the fact that I'm away from Akadosh Baruch, despite of the fact that Akadosh Baruch is not close to me, and he writes Hakadosh Baruch. That's good for the tikkun. When you're living at home in the base Hamikdash, then there's obligations in Eretz Yisrael. There's obligations how you have to conduct yourself. But when you're in the Golos, the challenge is Akadosh Baruch says, "I'm sending. I want you to want to come back." That's good for the tikkun. To want to want to daven in that case is big. With daven itself, it's uh, instead of korban, right? Uh, supporting the obrit. If the korbanos by night, we're not korbanos by night. Yeah, if the marriage is an option, you can daven or not. It's not, it, it means there's not a support. It's not connected to Kabbalists. It's not a support. Well, the Briyat. What so is it? It's a very transport to This is an what option. Is this is a cl- coming close to Akadosh Baruch. That's what it is. It's, a, it's Aliyah. It's coming to a higher level. You're just exactly right. Support for the Briyat is a basic. you got a foundation. This is much higher. This is already getting Ahava, getting relationship. It's, it, it, mean, it means that Mariv, it's for you 
No. Myra's me and Hashem. No. Myra enhances the relationship between Hashem and the Bria. Not it establishes it, it enhances it. See, a house has to have windows. But you don't have to have fancy carpets. But if you put a fancy carpet, it makes the house much nicer. <laughs> Okay, take a look at this pasuk here in Chafhei Yutes. The Asei Kruv Echot. You should make. There's a mitzvah if you have an Oren. So on top of the Oren of Ram, you're supposed to put two Kruvim, two Kruvim of Ram, of Zohav. What is Kruvim? Rashi says in Yutches. Kruvim dimus partsuf tinuk lehem. It has the dimus, the form of the face of a child, is what the kruvim has. You see? The asay kruv echad, and you should make one kruv, mikotze mizeh, one on this side, the kruv echad mikotze mizeh. Means you don't have to have four kruvim; it's two kruvim, mm-hmm. right? So the Beis Halevi said, "What's the <coughs> message? If the kruvim were in the demus of a parzif of a tinek, what does the kruv represent? What does the or represent? The greatest hashroyes hashchin." When Hashem spoke to Klal Yisrael, it was Mibain Hakruv. Right? That was the that was the Nukmuk. Not not to speak on the Mizbayak, not on the Minaira. He spoke the Dibur of Hashem was from Mibain Hakruv. And then you want to have the picture of a demus of a parts of a tinik. So the Beis Halevi said that one of the lessons that it's teaching me is that the chinuch of Yeladim is the Yesoid of Hashroa Shechim in Klai The foundation of Hashkadosh Baruch Hu's being Mashra Shechina is on, he's concerned about the Yeladim of Yisrael. They're the ones, children, they're the ones who are the Shemrim they're the ones who are Shemer, the true guardians of the Luchay Sha'edus, on the Kiyum HaTayra, on the, etern- the eternity of the Am, which is the whole secret of the Shemira Sa'aran. The Aran represents Torah, right? That is dependent upon the Chinuch of the Elohim, the Torah Mitzvah. You have to know that this was the big, one of the biggest things in the Briska Chinuch. They were moister nefesh, more so than most other people, for the Chinuch of their children. In strange ways, 
Things that most of the world thought important, they didn't feel was important. And things that the rest of the world felt was unimportant, they felt was very important. Like the whole order, the whole seder of having an orderly education. They laughed at that. The whole orderly education fact, they, they never, half the brisk is never went to Cheder. They never went to school? The father had no problem sending the kids on many, many shlichas even though it would disturb them from their learning. He said the job in life is to learn how to do Torah even when you're doing the shlichas of Hashem. Rishkarov used to always say, my Rebbe used to say, Rishkarov used to say, he didn't have time to learn. His father was always sending him on jobs. Because the job in this world is to be learning all the time while doing the shlichas of Hashem. See, when I need to sit and learn, in an orderly fashion, and it quiet, it becomes my learning. But if my job is to, I'm here from day one to be trained to do missions for Hashem. Any mission that Hashem wants. Yeah. So you have to you have to learn with those missions. You have to put your mind in learning while you're doing something. While doing something. It means if something has to be done you, by you. And you're the best one for the job. You have to do it, and you have to learn in spite of it. In spite of, in spite of the fact that I'm busy, you're telling me don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry, I can't help you. I have to do a mission. I can't learn. So Reb Chaim trained them. He used to wake them up middle of the night. Reb Chaim would wake up his kids in the middle of the night and say to them, "Which Rambam are you thinking about? Which Gemara are you thinking about?" And they would say none. So what do you mean none? And he trained them to always be learned. He would, Reb Chaim would ask the kasha to his son, he would say, go across town now to go do a certain shlichus. On the way, when you come back, I want a terrace. And hurry. <laughs> he, put, he put a pressure on them. He got their minds thinking about this. A man has to know whatever matzah is in, and a man a mensch has to understand to focus. That was the Ikerzach, the briskers, the Ikerz, the Chinuch Yiladim, I can't tell you. There was once, a, listen to this story. There was once a big Asifa of the Gedele Yisrael in Peterbrook. And What's Asifa? Asifa is a gathering. And they decide um, a to appoint a certain person, individual, should be the representative of the Jewish people in St. Petersburg. And he should be the one to keep an eye and notify the Dalem of new decrees that the government wants to do to undermine Jewish education. Because during that period of time, they tried everything to be mevatel, the old way of chinuch. They wanted to introduce modernization into the chinuch. The government. The Russians. <coughs> In the Lushen, they tried, actually they closed the Lushen now. They made rules that have English. In the late 1800s. Second half of the 1800s. So, 
what, what, what happened was, they wanted to have a special representative, a certain guy to put in charge. This fellow was somebody who was close to the base Halif, Rabbi Yashabet. This is Rabbi Chaim's father. So all the Rabbanim agreed to this person. He was a good friend of, close to Rabbi Bear, to Rabbi Yashabet, the base Halifi. And he said, oh, to the surprise of everyone, the base Halifi stood up and he said, I'm against this person having this job. So they said, let's upset. We picked this guy, we know this guy is Mamashi, he did nefesh of you. He's like, this with you. You, you. you praised him a number of times, publicly, that he's Yirei Shemayim and the Ishemis. Why don't you trust him? That's what he said. He said, you're right, I said he's in Adam Yirei Shemayim. And he's in Ishemis. But in spite of that, I'm still misnagita. Because the Gemara says in Bavakam, that if you give a dinar zohov to an Isha, and you tell her, keep a good eye on it, it's kesef, it's silver. You don't tell her it's gold. So it says, if she's peshea, and she loses it, she has to pay only silver. Why? Because she could say, I was only mekabel, to be shamer, a silver, a one of gold, whenever was makab. In other words, says Rebbe lady like this, if the lady would have to know that it was a dinar of Zav, she would watch it more, that's what he's trying to say, and the pshia would have never occurred, the negligence would have never occurred. But, in fact, the lady, even on a silver coin, you also have to watch. It also has value. Shaitni Gemara, that the Shmira you do for a dinar zahav, and the Shmira you do for a, sh- a dinar kesef, different Shmira. Your Shemir gold, different than Shemir kesef. More attention, more care. So he says, therefore the lady Kantaina, that if it was a zahav, I would have watched it better, but if you didn't tell her it was the secret, she's only chayiv to give back the, the erech of kesef, the value of kesef. Zot the beis halevi is also the visenzayim. To me, the old chinuch hayashon, the old way of, tra- of, 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 of uh, training children to learn Torah, to me is a dinar of zahav, is a golden dinar. To me, it's the apple of my eye. It's precious to me. It's value to me. Because without that, I see no future for the whole Knesset Yisrael. The Chinuch Hayashon, the old Chinuch, is by me, the Yisoyi Hayasoyi, the foundation of the foundation of our whole existence. He says to my dear friend, the Cheder is also valuable. But in his eyes, it's only dinar shel kesef. I know him. I know his perspectives and outlooks in life. He doesn't think that without the old cheder, the old chinuch, there exists a sakana to undermine Judaism. He could imagine a klal Yisrael existing without the alter cheder. Without the old chit. Avada, 
will put him in charge, he'll watch it. He'll be an honest person. He's a loyal person. But he's not going to be moist nefesh for it like it's of. He's only going to do it like it's kesef. So I don't want to be mamana him for a shayim. I don't want to appoint him to be the shayim. I want the, the one who we appoint should evaluate this, the cheder system should be as valuable as it is to me, like Zov. And not like he imagines of Kesef. Yeah, this. this is what the... What does it mean? That he could be wrong when he will steal something from the government? He, he, he won't take it as being sakana. See, in Bris they took things as being a big sakana. Lamosh. He will, he will understand it differently. Yeah, I mean, I view will, it. He won't view it. He, he won't be... No, no, no. He won't be Moshe Nefesh. He's not capable. He doesn't have that viewpoint. Another viewpoint. If I tell you, do me a favor, watch this pile of dirt. To me, it's very valuable. You think I'm a little paranoid. Okay, I'll do the job. <laughs> so I'm, I'll stand there, but I'm not going to be Moshe Nefesh for it. Understand? But if I understood its value, then I would do it that differently. But his job only informed... No, no, but it was absolutely it was to be a shamer. Yeah. It was to be a shamer. What is it? To be a watchman. So, so, he couldn't... So he, he, he couldn't protect it. Obviously, there was some, some shmira involved over there. Not just the whole secretary. The secretary was a shamer. That's how they were in Briskishna. For certain things that the whole world didn't think were important, they thought were important like anything. can't be masbati. No, but we do have it a little bit. It's starting to come back a little bit. We have it in Eretz Yisrael. It's like a, a Chorbin. This, this is what happened. This is what they say happened. But they say that the whole yeshiva is Ochayim No, no, no. It means the, the yeshiva Gedalus. The higher yeshivas are trying to copy a me'ain of that yeshiva. That yeshiva was 24 hours. Chaim Vlashi was one of our yeshiva. They learned 12 hour shifts. Two shifts. Chaim mm-hmm. Vlashi said a yeshiva has to be Torah 24 hours, not 23 and a half. Oh. 24 hours. You know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the level you had to be on that yeshiva, and if you were a certain group of guys, you can become an achzer, an 18 hour. Mm-hmm. There was a certain group you had to get into that. You had to be steig into that level. Otherwise, just, just you're going to get into that. Yeah, certain rights, certain schusim. Yeah, it's not stuff. After they, 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 the briskers people thought they were radicals. They were radicals. They saw things at the very shayush. They were yoyer, they were able to plummet the depths of something. You know, Baruch Ber once was in a shul, and he was, they put him in the, in the Mizrach. And they told him, the guy next to him, is a famous person. Who was he? He was one of the, he was a famous tziyayi, famous Zionist. So Baruch Ber heard, he turned around, and when the barreling, out the shul, running like he was being chased 
by demons. So he started running after him. What happened? So he said, the Rebbe Gizok, Reb Chaim, Solveitchik, said, as a Tzioni is Choshed of Ritzich. He's suspect for murder. I'm scared. <laughs> my life is valuable to me. I don't want this guy to hurt me. The, the Rebbe also knew that. The guy in Tzioni, that's the Kayach of Zionism. It, it will allow a person to murder somebody in the name of Zionism and not feel guilty. It's for the cause. So does it mean every guy? No, he's nice. This guy may not, may not be a real Zionist. That's a chat. One guy says it's not really a Zionist. But that's how the briskers looked at things in such Yesoidus Hadas. I was just reading, I was in Lakewood now, I just saw from Slabotka. The Sla- that was the Slabotka Kayach, as I said. The Kayach of Slabotka was to get to that Nakuda. The Alpha Slabotka says, the Gemara says, the Eshes Re'ehu Loi Time. It says a, a, a praise about somebody. He didn't contaminate his friend's wife. Yeah? It says about a certain person, he was a Hush of Mensch. He didn't sleep with his friend's wife. So the Gemara says, what's the Kiddush? So the Gemara says, know what it means? He didn't compete with his friend in business and knock his friend out. That's the Gemara says. So the ultimate Labatka said, what's the Shaykh? What Shaykh is competing with a guy in business has to sleep with his wife. He says, should, you should know, says the same kayak it takes to sleep with your friend's wife is the exact same needed and the exact same shirj that it takes to open up a business and put somebody inside a business. Tell us right now your friend's not, wife's not available. Right now you don't have an interest. But the mida, you have them. If you're a person that would put a guy out of business, you should know you'd sleep with your friend's wife. That's what a tikkun has to be. That's the shot. Now, Sarah said, if you read, it's the foundation of the whole Torah. I think he used to say, don't adulter. Like, well, that's one of the commandments. Like, this. not everybody's worried about that. I mean, every, this average guy who wants to think of adultery. The Torah says, that's adultery. Adultery in the same kayak of adultery, it means the kayak that brings it to adultery. That's what it means. My will. Can, 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 you, can you do some business not competing this? Yeah. Yeah, those, oh, those, those, the, the Torah has parameters. It means I open a business to put some, knock somebody out. That's the shot. Yeah, somebody's established business. And I decide I can get it cheaper and I come out. I put on business. No. It's funny, I used to think so also. You know, you see now like that? Go to the Lower East Side. Go to the Lower East Side in New York. You go to the Lower East Side in New York, you see how it's Shaykh to have a business, a Piyashem. It's Pashat, unbelievable. Blocks and blocks of the stores that each one sells the exact same thing. I said, how do you make business? How's Shaykh? Yes, I have friends that have followed business. How do you make money? So the father told me, Hashem runs the world. I have my customers. They say, this guy. I said, well, you sell the exact same product. One sells hosiery. One sells black full of suits. Yeah, eventually, you know what happened was? Eventually, some guy came with money, and he started knocking at people. He started undercharging, losing money, drawing customers away. 
That's called Gerud Umus That's called Kanaf. That's a must. That means, it means you're allowed to open the business and to do the same business like your friend. You can't put a guy that guy in a business. No, no, so, again, there are certain rules. There's a certain parameters. When you could, if it's established business, if you're opening it, not enough customers. There's all kind of rules. All kind of rules. It's called the Yoyrid L'Toich Umnes Take Going down into knocking the guy's parnasa. That's what you say. Of course, it's not the world competition. That's not the, there's one store. There's one, a store a, it serves a little town. The town's not big enough. There are two stores. You open a store. You put the guy in business. You can do that. So I mentioned the notes, you know, this is, uh, this is the, how do you define this color? Well, it's all the service. I think you're using it to describe it. In a similar vein, Beis Alevi once responded to Maskilim at a different Asifa. The Beis Alevi was very strong in his fight against the Enlightenment in his days. In his war between them, Rabbi Yosef, was the firebrand. He was fearless. Mamish fearless. He saw very well the outcome of this whole movement. The initial movement was very firm. They just wanted to have slight changes. Don't be so fanatical. Don't be so uh, extreme. The whole thing was to try to make it more kishmat. Easy, you know, comfortable in the world. Is there anything wrong with being comfortable in the world? He said the whole purpose is just to increase kfira and denial of the Kaddish Baruch Hu and the Torah in the monks' place. That was his whole thing. They thought that they're going to go with the government and they're going to masculine join hands with the government and they thought that they would use the government as a tool to try to force the, you know, in the enlightenment upon so they, they, they under their influence the government was machadish rules against the old chinuch old way of Chinuch, and the first thing they said is that every child has to speak Russian. And every Cheder in Yeshiva, just a language. So you shouldn't be looked at as an Archiparchi. An Archiparchi was just a Shnora Deluxe, a parasite. If you don't speak the language of the country, what chance do you have? So the first thing they said, every Cheder Yingle should know how to speak the Russian language. That's all. Nothing more. And they were fired against it. The Chachmi Yisrael at that time saw this as an awful, awful example. You know why? For two reasons. Number one, the Malamdim, the Rebbe's, weren't prepared for this. They weren't, they weren't brought up in, with this language. So they now had to make changes. What, what do they cut out? What Limudim do they cut out? They have to, they, and it's going to open up people who were educated in the non-Torah ways to be malamdim for these kids. So in order to be deich this gzeira, Rav Yosef Ber, Yosef Ber and somebody else, was chosen to go to Petterberg again and to arouse 
the Askonim, the Yehudim over there, to be mishtadel by the Minister of Education, Timvatel is In that time, in Petterburg, there was a big veer. His name was Shmuel Polikov. He was the head of the Vada Yehudim, the head of the Jewish uh, things. Federation. So, Rabbi Yosheber wanted him to go to the Sarah scholar, to the Minister of Education. So, in the beginning, Polikov didn't understand what was the great Gzeira. <laughs> What's so wrong if you don't speak Russian? Yeah, this is very nice. It'll be good for the Yidin, because they'll feel more, like, they feel like mentioned. He couldn't, like, stand, like, the Rabbanim came, like, it's the biggest destruction. He couldn't understand it. Because he thought, okay, this, 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 it's a very normal, rational, logical thing. He said, I don't understand. They're paying for it. They're going to give you money for it. So you should be kabod berotzen of a simcha. It's not exactly. So Rabbi Yosheber tried very hard to convince him and to clarify for him this sakana that was attached to this gzeir. Especially in light of the massive of Yiddishkeit in those days and the power that Haskola had. Finally, Palikov said, okay, he hears a little bit. I'm going to go together and with uh, by the sa. We'll talk to the sa. When they found out that they have to wait a long time to get an appointment with the Minister of Education, so Polikov told Rabbi Yosheber, why don't you go back home? Because you don't have to be here personally. And I promise you, I'll do the best of my ability to try to get the minister to mevatel his gzera. Rabbi Yosheber told him, and Shulik Rebid, I'm staying here personally, I'm going with you to the minister together with you, I don't care how long it takes. So Polikov said, you don't trust me? I'm, I'm telling you, I have my word, I have the zuxt. So he told him, he said, does the Rav not trust me? And you don't, you don't have any, any moon in me that I, I give my promise? I give my promise. So he told him, Hetsu, Rabbi Yashima said to him, I know uh, that you have a very, very precious diamond. And when you were preparing to go on vacation one time, you were considering what to do with this diamond. You didn't want to leave it in your house. So, you went to your mechutin, a Mr. Varshavsky, and you brought him this diamond, and you said, I want to give it to you to put it in your safe, in your house, since you're home. So, Varshavsky said, well, let me see the stone. The mechutin, let me see the stone. She takes the stone, he looks a look at it, and he says, This stone? This Darash? It doesn't look to me like it's so valuable. Why should you be so worried? Keep in your own safe. What's the chance of a break-in? She said, What? You don't think the stone is precious? You took this stone, you put it in your pocket, you said, I'm not keeping it by you. And your Machutin told me, Varshavsky told me, and he said, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, I'll put it in my safe, don't worry about it. And you said, no, you refuse to give it to him. And your Mechut told you, I'm, I, trust me, I'll take care of it, I'll keep an eye on it. What did you say to him? No. 
if you would have understood the value of the diamond, like I did, I would have trusted you. But now that you think the stone is not so precious, I'm a chsha, I'm a, in, my, in my heart I have a chash that your shmir won't be that great either. He told him, our Torah, Mr. Polakov, told him, Shmuel, our Torah is worth your It's more value than any diamonds and any jewels. Every single dibur in Torah, every single minig, every single Allah, every single way. When I came to you, the and I told you this problem, you didn't understand the problem. So I explained to you the problem. But in my heart, I know it's still not so chashiv in your eyes. So you understand, I can't trust you to be alone with this diamond. <laughs> Let me stay here with you. I give you assistance. You know, you're not saymach on anybody who does not consider this that, that important. <clears throat> this is a. And they once came to Reb Chaim, his son. And the Maskino wanted to change also something. So they asked Reb Chaim to say, what is he thinking? What's his opinion on this matter? So Reb Chaim said, you should know this. It says in the Sforum Akadoshim that in every single generation, Mashiach has Neila. And he's a yellow that goes to Cheder, like everybody else. He grows up like everybody else. So he says, if Mashiach goes to Cheder, you have to make sure that each Cheder is a cheder that Mashiach is able to learn in that cheder. <laughs> so he says, the thing that you want to misakin, I'm certain that in that cheder, Mashiach is not going to learn. <laughs> That's what I know. That's basically what I understand. This is why they fought in there to throw also. The only place is still a little bit, because they were sure they did like this kid. Hey, we don't know. That's why I was down late with you. Somebody just started our cheder. That's why I started cheder. Somebody could learn. Just for this reason. So I see the churban. He wanted to get his kid into the cheder. Pinchas. They made him such sorrows. They don't want a father who thinks about Gayashkat. You have to prove to him. That's not how many hours you learn. How many... How, how valuable Tyrants to you. They don't want you in this Dalar Amas, this Chedim. Go elsewhere. I don't care if you go to Kailu, we don't want you. How do we know who you are? How do we know what your value system is? How do we know how much Messiah Snevich had? You're too rich? I don't want you either. You have too much value for money? That this Chedim. Go elsewhere. There's plenty of red places for you. It's amazing. <laughs> See, the Rebbe, to become a Rebbe, you're not going to pay nothing. But to become a Rebbe, you're not Chedim. But that's a discuss. They put you through the, the ninth degree. He said, Mamish, they put him through such the ring where he, he didn't think it was, he almost gave up. He said, he decided to make it hard for me. I have to try to get in. <laughs> you get in, Baruch But this is a... To your side, it's a shkafa. A person has to have... The proper shkafa in... Uh, It's a new look. See, even if a person doesn't understand, I remember going to going to hear from them. You think about if you could think the Ruskers are very radical people. That's what you think. They're fanatical. They're not. They just have a value system. It's a value system. And they must have something going for themselves because you see their kids are different than any other kids. 
generation after that feels the same process about the clean up the same perspective everything. By then, the most important thing is no food should enter their children's mouth that is not 1,000%. Because it says in Tzvarim, that's the, the key to Kedusha. So their kids grew up, of course grew up differently. You see that they see the difference. That's not, it's not, not, it's not normal. They don't know. They're not, they're not normal children. I, I, I studied this parish. I could not make sense. Everybody's not a harsh person. Couldn't make sense why his kids have such yiras hakovit for him. It's not normal. It doesn't make sense. They'll never question him. They'll wait to be spoken before spoken to. It's not a fake. It's not a fear. They're very comfortable. They're very gishmak. They're laughing. But the father? I remember my rabbi had a kid, eight years old. He was writing down a little book. Hamhagis mi'avi mayri. Little, an eight-year-old kid is starting to give an opak of minhagim of his father. I mean, I said to the kid, how do you know your father's different? What do you know? It's amazing. It's just, you never saw him like... They would die for their father. There's no such thing as saying, I saw the father send his kids to go here, to go there, I mean, for nothing. Namish. To walk a mile, come back. Oh, you didn't ask that question? Go back and ask the question. You can call on the phone and ask. There's no even to ask, but you, but you go on the phone. And we're talking about people that are very strong minded people. The kids are not pushovers. If I would say, they would say, what kind of is that? You're going to make a phone call. My father told me to go walk back a mile. Now take a bus. Walk back a mile. Once my father told him, go deliver this invitation by hand. <laughs> put it in the mail. No question, why not put it in the mail? I told you to go deliver by hand. The kid goes without a problem. He comes back. Guy's not home. Literally had to walk across town, a few miles. So he says, he wasn't home then. Hmm? Now he's home. <laughs> I'm a shire, now he's home. He wasn't home then, he's home now for sure. Look, it's not, there's no ifs or buts. No buses. No one of us. They don't have to say anything. Just has to give a little. <laughs> I'll say, my father wasn't Nikhale. <laughs> my father wasn't, didn't favor this. <laughs> Remember his daughter. The whole class is going on a trip. And the daughter goes to the Frimish school in Yahushalayim. That's not. And there's the father. The father, the father, the school's going, the class is going on a trip. Trip doesn't, doesn't have a place for you. You want trip, doesn't have a place. So I asked, can you explain me why? <laughs> His daughter was very disappointed. I saw she wanted to go. She had to look his name. That was like a wall. It was like, that was a machitza. I'm not talking about it. It wasn't, even, wasn't open with discussion. So explain to me, interesting, and I was amazed that the daughter understood it. Because a man stands, saying like this, interesting, he said, when you're going on a bus and it's not a learning matziv, it's a matziv of hafkiris. In a matziv of hafkiris, nothing positive comes out. Only negativity comes out. Even if you'll sing, you'll dance, you'll hold over, the shirish is hafkiris. My daughter doesn't have to do with hafkiris. Hide the kids at Sadiq in the Floyd, Kedushin, that's not one grease ball after a big grease ball. 
لا لا سيرك And you wait to be spoken to. You never ask the father questions. And it's not because if they did, he wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't say, don't ask me questions. But he didn't say, I've seen it happen. There's little kids used to come and make fun of him all the time. He may have a little kid. You know, was a little, he was a shark kid. His name was Chaim. This little kid used to come in the middle of the shear. He used to wear a towel. Put a towel like a towel. So he'd come in and go, Shmanga, 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 Shmanga. <laughs> we used to laugh. Made them said boo. I want to tell him, get out of here. I was thinking, let him. The kid's going to be on the chutzif. One guy told me, don't worry about it. <laughs> I can imagine. Two years later, the guy came in front of his father like this. <laughs> kid came and smacked his father. Amazing. He treated him like an equal. What do you want from my life? He says, what do you want from my life? He said, you want to stare at me? He said, I haven't learned yet. I want to learn now. Go bother somebody else. <laughs> he did it in the way. In front of the whole shir. I, was, I remember in the spoil. He came over. He started hitting his father. father was learning. The father went. I did just, like, he was, you know, I was shocked. Nothing I was saying. I said, they have to do something right because they have it together. <laughs> they have it together. That, in that thing, the Kedusha is nerdic. Can you tell the Kedusha is the mile from your Hasad, above your wildest Hasad. It's a different planet of Kedusha. When they're curious people about what's going on in every place in the world. Yeah. Everything. One of the most curious Georges you ever met, because their minds are always, you may always. They know, they know. They, uh, I, I, they, know, they know what the headlines of the papers is. I don't know. How do they know that? Either because one of the, the, the neighbors get like the Modia. So you're not allowed to touch it because it's a child of Mzeda. But when it sticks out of the post box, your maid goes like this. So if the father does like that, they do like that too. <laughs> they, they see the first headlines, and then the maid says, Oh, yes, basically, now we know what's happening in the world. <laughs> he said, What it says over there, it's just the opposite. It's just so funny. It's just they hold. They don't like. They don't miss a thing. Whatever I called you may up. What's Hetzach in America? Tells me. What's nice in America? What's Tutzach? What's Zakhman? He knows. He knows. It's amazing. Never doesn't never owned the radio. Never held a newspaper in his hand. It's amazing. It's not stuff. You have no music. Not even a from the papers. I told him, why don't you look at the from the papers? The shishnatis. They can't schreiben. They can't. They can't garnish this. Us. <laughs> you won't read it from newspaper. I never understood why, but then I once heard a story with the Biskarov. I understood why. But the Biskarov was once, somebody once came to the Biskarov's house, and the guy from, I came with him, who was the driver, driving him around. So they came in the, the waiting, in the waiting room. So the guy pulled out a paper, started reading the paper. 
And all of a sudden, the briskarov walked into the room. So the guy holding the paper was like, he felt uncomfortable. He started folding it up. Briskarov came over to me and said, Abid, let me teach you how to read a paper. I'm going to give you a shear and how to read a paper. He said, the guy who wrote this paper is a Shakrin Ben Shakrin. He's a Kazvin Ben Kazvin. He's Nagiyas Ben Nagiyas. He has no education. He has no Chachma. He has no Pikhas. He's a Ksil Amiti, a real fool. No, he can read the paper. The danger of reading the paper is because you think the guy writing it is a Chachim, is a philosoph, he's a philosopher, he has a good, good opinions, he's a brainchild. Then you take that seriously, and you can't read the paper. But if you know what it is, okay. That's how they, I tell you, it's an amazing approach. Somebody just came to my house today. He said to me, he said, last Sunday was the Super Bowl. I said, fine. I said, he said, did I watch the game? Did I listen to it? I said, I think I missed it. I didn't, I didn't know what Super Bowl was. He said, really? I said, why? He said, to his house, a Rosh came. To watch Super Bowl? Rosh Kail. And another Kailid man came. And then another Yid came to watch Super Bowl. He chilly, hot dogs, drink beers. <laughs> so I said, Into your house? I said, I gotta get rid of the television. I hate it. My wife wants to have it because my wife tells me. <laughs> I gotta get rid of it. So I said, he says, I won't even watch Super Bowl. I only watch it because he came to my house. <laughs> Because they came to my house as long as I watched it. So I wouldn't watch it. They didn't even invite them. They came with the guy. This, this, they came, there's a Balabas who came with them. Balabas. Here, bring some, bring some rabbis. I said, the rush girl. Okay. I said, my, my palace wasn't embarrassed. That's my palace. Even if I wanted to watch Super Bowl, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let this guy see it. I go in a store where no one's looking, I'll stand in the back of the store and I'll look at me, I'm buying a dress or so, I'm buying a tie. I look like this. I don't know what's And he goes to Malbus's house. To go to a guy's house, you probably have to either think that he's a shtick behemoth or you have to be a shtick behemoth. <laughs> That's what it is. It's very well. Ah. Didn't say it was bad. I saw the truth. What? I saw the truth. Yeah. I never saw the truth. Yeah. You don't say it in a bad way. You don't say it in a bad way. He didn't say it. He didn't say it. He was surprised. He didn't know rabbis listened to the thing. He said, I could call you rabbis. I said, I could call
Meshtab Chinuch. You're allowed to... All from YU. All from YU. You don't understand that? That's what you're talking about. Talking yesterday, Baal Abbas does it. It's not behind me. You know what I mean? It doesn't bother me. It's not the, it's, I'm, I'm a fool. You know what I'm saying? But our scholar, it's meant to rub. That's below his dignity. It's not, you know, it's not the. Uh, again, a person may be at service. You go private, it says. You go private, you do what you got to do, and you come back and you do it. Is being judgmental, so how do you, you could say that they really shouldn't be doing that? Well, they didn't say, what do you mean? The, judge, the judgmental is not that they're doing it, but they don't, they don't understand how disgraceful it is to do it. That's the, that's the, that's the tragedy. I told yesterday, it's not the worst crime. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not an avail. For some. Right. But for some, it's a Yeah. <laughs>